Dan Zitovsky. Did I pronounce that right? You did. You sure did. <laughs> Dude, you were just telling me about the podcast you got coming out. What is, uh, what is the story behind that? Well, it's, uh, I'll show you. It's based, it's based on my book here, uh, Passive to Prosperous. Let me move this over so I can see you. Based on my book, Passive to Prosperous, it's, it's about yep. my life, really, and how I built a uh, passive income portfolio to live that prosperous life after all these years. Right. And uh, it's more about mindset, um, your vision, your, your, your personal and your business vision, your mindset, your goals, your, um, your thinking ability, your, your limited thinking, your scarcity beliefs. There's so much to it. And yeah. then part of our podcast is going to be uh, how to do the deals, how to architect, how to be an architect in the deals and how to structure those deals. Nice. So, but a lot of it is going to be more, more mindset, more vision, more why, your why is what, why do you do what you do at a greater level and a greater purpose? Yep. You know, how you're, a, how you're a, an imagineer in your business and your life rather than being that engineer and architect. I love that. Dan, can you hold the book up again? Yep. At, later on, I'm going to actually take a screenshot with both of us holding our books up. Uh, there it is. So Dan Prosper to Prosper, um, Passive, uh, Passive to Prosperous by Dan Zatofsky. Check it out on Amazon, right? It's available on Amazon. Yes, sir. Excellent. And then you got broke to a quarter million. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I need a screenshot of that. We'll put that, I'll put that up for you too. Absolutely, brother. I appreciate you, man. So you wrote the book. Now, obviously, passive income, we're talking real estate. We're talking real right. estate investments. Uh-huh. What were you thinking when you started getting into real estate? What was the goal and what, what got you grinding? And then how big did you get? What was the maximum units you had at, at your peak? Well, uh, I got into real estate because I was chasing money, right? Yeah. Totally, <laughs> totally wrong. And that's not what it was about. I was very money motivated. Yep. I was basically feeding my ego back then. I wanted to make a lot of money. I was driving the nicest cars, wearing the nicest watches and operating the nicest boats on the water. Yep. Uh, it was all about money back then for me. It was not about, you know, my vision. My vision really had nothing to do with me being, you know, driving the nicest cars around, having the nicest watches. My goals was always, I was doing this because I wanted to have time to spend with my family, doing what I want, when I want, anytime I want. And I wasn't doing that. I was feeding my ego. All I was doing was feeding my ego. And, uh, you know, things changed and I was doing, I was flipping 40 to 50 properties every year. I was netting 50, $80,000 per property. So I was making multiple seven figures over and over again and uh, working a hundred plus hours. I was a week and literally hating life, right? Yep. But I was driving, like I said, I had everything everyone dreamed about. Um, and I made that switch over in about 2008, 2009. I made that switch over to build up or, you know, for a lot of reasons I talk about in the book um, with my life and what happened and, and what made me, you know, make that switch. And, and I could talk for hours. And when I do my keynote speak, when I get a keynote speaking event or I'm on stage, I always talk about it. And if my wife's there, I start crying. She, the whole audience starts crying yep. um, because it's so touching. And I get goosebumps. Even just now talking about it years later, I get goosebumps. And I made that switch to passive income. And I did it by um, building a rental portfolio and sell a finance portfolio. So I believe in becoming the bank, right? Wow. Dude, I'm 100% with you. All right. Okay. That's the, greatest, <laughs> that's the greatest business model in the world is becoming the bank. Yep. And so my, my model is I raise capital, right? I raise private money. Yep. Um, to buy distressed debt from the banks or from, from sellers, providing better than average returns for my investors. And I do it by providing passive income with turnkey rental opportunities in emerging markets to investors. Yep. So I help investors and I help, you know, investors that are not in the real estate game. They're just, you know, your doctors, your business owners, your accredited type investor. I want to build a portfolio for themselves. I help them build their portfolio up 
and I do it by putting these deals on either cash or a note. So either way, I, I do sell some of them with cash, but ultimately I can help people amass much greater wealth by sell financing these properties. Yep. So that's that's my niche. So I'm essentially I'm a note I'm a note buyer. I'm a note seller. Um, I shouldn't say I'm a seller. I'm a note holder. And uh, we have a pretty large portfolio right now. We manage over 600 properties right now. Uh, nice. Two thirds of them are seller financed to investors, and one third are owned and operated uh, rental properties. Uh, cool. In 2019, I sold off all my multis. I don't own any multis anymore. So all really? my all my doors are are single family detached homes in emerging markets. Where? What what emerging markets are you? Are you renting out single family homes right now? Well, right now I do a lot in the Ohio markets. So I'm in Cleveland and Dayton. I do a lot, decent amount in Memphis, Tennessee still. I do a ton in Birmingham and Huntsville, Alabama. I help investors buy there. Really? I do a lot in, uh, in Delaware and I do some in Charlotte, North Carolina right now. Those are the markets I'm in today right now. And that's where the masses are, are our portfolio. But I've been all over the United States from Arizona, Vegas, uh, all the way to the east, northeast, up into New York. But that's really, I focus... I really focus on about three, four markets. Yep. The Alabama market, I do a lot of. Dayton, Ohio, I'm kind of fizzling out there a little bit. I've, I'm selling off a lot of my portfolio there. I'm moving yep. a lot of the money. It's a good market. It's just got, it got, did it get expensive. Yep. And I'm moving a lot of money into other markets right now that I'm in. I'm just right. kind of laser focusing in, in certain markets. I love that. I just got off the phone with a wholesaler, told him laser focus. Now we're talking zip code with him. And you're talking entire states. I, I love how the, just the scale, but it's the same process. Right. You just got much bigger. Um, so now you got out of the multifamilies. Where were your multifamilies and what was the shift? What made you say, you know what, I, I want out of these? Was it liquidity? Was it uh, ease of management? What made you decide to pull away from those? It didn't, it didn't fit my vision anymore, right? It was not truly passive. It wasn't passive. There's nothing about multis that's passive. And I know <laughs> I'll get beat up on this because a lot of my friends are big multifamily uh, mentors out there. They're doing a ton of business and doing a great job. But, you know, I, I'm not into syndicating for multifamilies, raising all this capital and giving away 70% of the equity. And I'm doing all the work to make very little money on them. Right. Um, there, there are good deals out there. There's good value at deals. But people... A lot of people that are involved in multis are in multis because they want to say, hey, I own 8,000 doors or whatever it might be. And um, when there's a lot of deferred maintenance on multis. When a roof goes, it's very expensive. When an HVAC system goes, it's very expensive. You're constantly on the phone with your property management company doing Monday morning calls. You constantly have turnover. It's just, it's good if, you're, if, if that's your hustle, right? There's good money in it if that's your hustle to get in and be a value add. Now, I'm not going to say I would never touch a multi again. Right now, um, the way the numbers sat, the last multi I bought at a five eight cap and I sold it at a five I'm sorry, nine eight cap and I sold it at a five seven cap two and a half years later. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, that, I had a ten, sold a six. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the investor who bought it, they yep. bought it with a five year reset. Now, right now the rates are down so they could locked in an extension, but right. those rates pop up in five years or seven years, whatever your reset is at ten years. Yep. It's based on cap rates and debt coverage ratio, net operating income. Interest rates go up, that go, net operating income goes down. I was around back in 2006, seven, eight, and I'm, I'm just 29 years. Yeah. I remember back then I had the opportunity to buy multis at 20 cents on the dollar. I didn't have cash. I was equity rich and cash poor. Yeah. Um, and I swore I would never let that happen again. That's why in 2009, um, I had a situation where hard money lenders pulled out of deals, banks stopped funding, just like it is today. Yep. And I swore in 2009, I would never, ever let a hard money lender or a bank control my business again. So at that point forward, I started raising private money and, and, and I put my head down and I've raised, personally, I've raised over $30 million and using over $200 million of velocity. Um, but I've taught 
probably well over a thousand students now how to raise private money in my online trainings and some one-on-one -on -one trainings. So I believe that if you don't learn how to raise private money, that you, this business, you'll always be controlled by cyclical events, right? Yep. You'll be controlled by a pandemic. You will be the, the market. I don't believe the market's corrected itself. I don't think that this has nothing to do with the market correction, right? The market correction is still out there. It's still going to come. Yep. This is, this is a situation. This is a pandemic that happened. It's going to move on and we're going to go back to, okay, but there's still a market correction coming, right? Everything, all the signs point to it. Yep. So when that happens, you're still stuck by, you know, hard money lenders or banks controlling your business. Yep. Um, and I, I lost a lot of money back in 2009 because banks and hard money lenders pulled out of deals. Um, I got stuck holding on deals I didn't want to hold on to. I, got, I lost deposits because I couldn't close. And I swore at that point I would never let that happen again. And that's why I do what I do now. Yeah, and you've been grinding since 2008. This is 12 years how much and so i wanted to ask grinding 20 i'm not i wouldn't even call it grinding i hate right. the way of grinding because because grinding people think grinding is great and i'm grinding well you're stupid right. why would you grind who the hell wants to grind right. I'm, I'm i'm floating right i'm floating right um but you're i think grinding, with an I mean, army I'm, under you right you're floating with an army just moving in the in the direction I, to I've, go. Been, I've been doing this 29 years now i've been a long time since i'm almost 19 years old so i'm giving my age away a little bit but um <laughs> I've been through it all with the wholesaling, fix and flipping, renting, multis, bought and sold hotels, land deals. I've lent, you know, private money a bunch of times. I've been, I've been a lender. So it's, um, I, I'm at the point where the, the, what I love is, is my time. That's what I chase. I don't chase money anymore. I chase time. I, right? I want to wake up every day, do what I want every single day. And the only way to do that is passive income, you know, yeah. not transactional. Everything transactional is just, just transactional. It's just a job. That's what you just created a job for yourself. So that's why I hate the word. Hey, we're, you know, I see people on Facebook. Hey, I'm up. I'm grinding. I mean, like, why would you? I don't know what grinding is. I don't know what it means to somebody grinding, but. Right. You, know, you haven't grind, grinded since you were in your early 20s. And then you realize, hold on, I'd rather float. Right. I'd rather float yeah. going in the right exactly. direction. Exactly. <laughs> Following your why, just going after it and saying, you know, I'm floating on the way through. Exactly. Very cool. 100%. 100%, my man. Dan, I mean, like so far, I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated. I've been following on Facebook for a little while. And I'm absolutely fascinated with where this is coming from, right? Like, like I see your message. I know where you're going, but like the past is, is almost, it tells a lot more about a person, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the single family investment, 600 units. I mean, that's, it's a huge amount. And they're in markets where I know guys are doing flips. All, of, all I'm hearing is about Cleveland, North Carolina, Tennessee, like they're, they're flipping those markets. But you're taking that opportunity and saying, you know what, I'm getting good rents. Why don't I just hold on to these? Mm -hmm. That's a phenomenal model, right? <laughs> I always tell people like this. I said, you know, when, when I was flipping, and that was my biggest problem is when my wife came to me and, and we had this blowout and, you know, and it really, it was, it was just basically, you know, you're not the husband you think you are. You're not the father you, think, you, think you, you thought you were. And I thought it was God's gift at that point to being the greatest father and husband in the world. And, Yep. Because I was providing with all these, you know, who, what else could you want? You have a beautiful house. You don't, you don't work. I mean, outside the house, you get to hang out with your kids. Everybody else wishes they could be with their kids because they have to send them to daycare. Right. You have the most beautiful vehicles you can imagine. You have jewelry. You have vacations. You have a boat. You have everything you want. And it basically came down to all they really wanted was me to be around, to, to yeah. be present. I was never present. I'd go out to dinner with them. And Sunday night, I'm outside till 9 o'clock at night on the phone with my contractors and realtors. Yeah. And my dinner's being wrapped up and brought home when she's sitting there with friends by herself. It was not the life she wanted. It was what I wanted because I felt, I felt that that was success, right? So I always tell people, I said, you know what the hardest thing in the world is when you got to figure out and shift 
and you're used to making 50 to 80,000 minimum net on a house, sometimes six figures on a flip, right? You probably know a lot of people. It's not great. Some right. people are doing a lot more. I know people are making two, 300,000 on a flip. Yeah. But when you're doing 50 to 80,000 a flip, right? Because if it was 40,000 or less, I would just wholesale it. I wouldn't mess right. with it. But if it was 50 to 80, in the 40 to 80 in that range, but most yeah. of them were 50 to 80, um, I would flip them. But I'm like, you're doing, I'm doing sometimes 30, no less than 30 houses a year. Sometimes I'm getting up to 60 houses a year doing this. So I'm making multiple seven figures, right? So the money is there, Yeah. right? And then you're going to tell me, hey, go out, you know, why don't you, in my head, it's like, all right, let's build rental portfolio. Well, wow, I'm going to make 300 bucks on a property. That's really cool compared to like 50 grand, right? Right, right. But when you do three, $400 a month and you do it 600 times or even 100 times or even 20 times, right? Right. right. It starts to add up, right? So when you think about how much do you really need to make? What is your vision? What does your life look like? The first thing I always tell my students is what does your life need to look like if it was a perfect life? If, if Gautal woke up and said, I could do anything with my life, how would it look? Write it out. How would it look? What time do you wake up? You have coffee with your friends, your wife. Do you go to the gym? What time do you go to the gym? What time do you answer emails? What time do you hang out? What time do you go for a ride in your sports car? What time do you go on the boat? What does your life look like? And then how much money do you need to do that? And most people realize they don't need that much money to do that, right? You right. might need 10, 20, 10,000, 20,000 a month. It might be 5,000 a month. Well, back out how many deals you need to do and then do it that way. Because we always do the opposite way. Let's make money and then let's make more money. Then let's make more money. And then we yeah. never, we're never satisfied. When do we get satisfied? And I'm different than most people in that respect. Because there's a lot of people I'll tell you, a lot of these gurus out there. And I, I don't like that word. So I hope nobody ever calls me a guru. You're not mentor people. Um, I was about to say, I was on the phone with a guru today. <laughs> <laughs> it's But they'll tell you, you got to grind. You got how many deals are you going to do this year? How much money are you going to make? And like, Nobody ever says, how much time are you going to spend with your family? Right. You know, what do you love to do? Like, you know, and money's not bad because we, let me get, don't get me wrong. We, we right. do very well, but we use the money for a tool for good things that, that really mean something. Like I had the ability to be an executive producer on a movie about make a wish foundation called the wish man or Frank Shankowitz. Awesome. That story hit home with me and, and you know, he needed funding for it. So I was able to fund that. I'm involved in a ton of charity organizations and I don't get online and, and pat myself and say, Hey, I did this. I just, I just do it, but it feels good. I'm also, you know, raising capital money. So every book sale I go to and every cost sale I do, not, not all of it, but every cost sale I do a percentage of that goes towards building a, a portfolio, building a platform for financial literacy for youth around the world. I want to nice. build that. So these are the legacies I really want. That's what truly feeds me. That's what fuels my fire. Right. Yep. And be there for, for my family and my kids and, to, you know, and, and just to be present for them, right? To, yeah. to be present, not to be stressed over what's going on. So that's my goal. That's what gets me feel, right? Not, you know, yeah. And I'm not, you know, because I can be a hypocrite. I go outside and drive people and see the nice cars I have. I still have the boat. I still have a watch collection because I have it. But I don't go out and I don't chase that anymore. I'm not out there buying watches like I used to. I'm not buying boats like cars and stuff like that. I have it. I have it. It's fine. Now I'm okay driving, you know, a moderate car. It doesn't have to be something to show off. You know, I enjoy it. It's, and here's the thing. I'll talk about with a car, right? I say this, but I don't, even when I had the car, I don't think it was doing to show off. I think it was like my own little, I succeeded because I didn't have this growing up, right? I had tough life. So I always said, you know, this is, this shows me I succeeded. But, uh, you know, the car, I always say after a little while, it's supposed to lose the giggle. And when the car loses the giggle, you have to go find something else, right? But having that freedom just doesn't lose the giggle ever. Yeah, you're right. And it, it keeps feeding, right? It keeps giving back. Um, 
And I love that your mission is, um, you're talking about educating the youth, right? Going back and um, like finding that, that purpose for, for them to help them find their whys and, and open up and, and really enjoy life. I'm sure that you're not teaching them success so that they can go have Ferraris. You're teaching them success so they can have a life, right? Exactly. So they, can, so they can set themselves up and be responsible. Just like I'm telling investors, you know, take control of your own business. Learn how to raise private money today. Just like I want people to take control of their own lives. Don't, don't count on the government, you know, giving you free college education. Don't count on Social Security. Don't count on a pension. Take control of your own life today. You know, as a kid, you can help a kid right now start controlling their own life to pay for their own college. If they, you start right now, and I'm not talking about put money into some 529 plan and hope some financial advisor trades it. If you're in real estate, teach people how to pay their kids and put that into a Coverdell account or an IRA and self-directed and tell them, show them how to buy real estate. And if you could make, you know, if you can make six figures a year, why can't you make that for a kid? Invest in their Coverdell account or their Roth IRA and let them get out of college without student debt. Like, cause, cause, Kids today are, are, are not taught about um, credit. They're not, talk about, they're not talk, taught about uh, mortgages. They're not talk, taught about, you know, checkbooks. They're not um, balance statements. They're not talking about investing. They're not taught, taught about compounding interest. They're not even taught about how to get a mortgage. They're not taught about anything, nothing. They have no clue when they get out of school. But I'll tell you what, they're pounded in the head to learn about 18th century music yeah. or foreign language that they're not going to probably speak well enough anyway to, to do anything with it. But God forbid we teach a kid how to, you know, take financial literacy in the school in school and entrepreneurship. Yep. You know, how many kids come into school and know how to write a business plan? Not a one, dude. How many kids know how to <laughs> write a check? How many kids right. know even how to address a, a, an envelope these days? Right. It's crazy. They don't, they, you think anyone's ever going to be able to sign, read it and sign a contract. Everything's DocuSign, right? Nobody's going to know right. how to do that. So you got to go back to the basics because if you go back to the basics, you yeah. give control, right? Years ago, we thought about like our parents' life and my grandparents' life. They controlled what they did, right? They didn't let every, they took control. Now yeah. it's like we're relying, look what's happening right now, what's going on. I, I swear it's, and I don't want to say it's funny, but it drives me absolutely bonkers right now to see people going nuts. Go on Facebook or, or go to any news station. They're talking about the stimulus checks, Right. Right. And, their PPP and their, you know, uh, small business loans. They're talking about all that junk, right? And yeah, I understand that the money comes to you, okay. Nothing's free. It's not going to be free, but okay. But they will spend days upon days upon days. Literally, I've seen this with the PPP yep. loan and the, and, the, and the SBA EIDL loans. Yep. I reviewed it. They spend days upon days upon days upon days upon days reviewing this. And right. they keep changing and they keep arguing. They keep fighting. They keep complaining. If they would spend 10% of that time, 10% learning how to pay your youth under 18 years old, tax-free, under $12,200 a year, tax-free, that they could use that money to invest in real estate, they would never have to worry about a freaking $1,200 stimulus check. Not crazy, This man. is the mindset of people. I love it. Dan, so what you're, you're hitting on, because one of my mentors said the same thing. He said, dude, don't, don't waste your time on that money. He's like, go and, go and improve your business. Just grow and grow it. Uh, like, don't worry about that, that stimulus check. It's not, it's not for us as real estate investors. Some of us maybe would benefit from it, but a lot of us, we were just, we just went and did more work. We just went and did more deals and, and connected a little bit. So you're, you're absolutely right. There's, there's so many people out there chasing something that it's not going to long-term add value to their business or themselves. No, no it's, it's like if you lose money on a deal, you, you qualm over that losing that money on that deal is so bad. It's, it drives you insane. And I, I turn around, yeah, we lost money, learn from it, move on and make enough money on the next one that it covers what you lost. I mean, 
or you can get so upset over a bad relationship in business. You can be so pissed off that it ruins your business. Just right. move on. Just move on. And, and it's, listen, if you haven't lost money in, in real estate, you're not a real estate investor. Yet. You haven't been in the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. Unfortunately, it's going to happen. No matter how much due diligence you do, no matter how much you trust somebody, this is a game where you just really can't do it by yourself. It's just, right. there's always moving parts, right? If you're a flipper, you're going to have contractors, you're going to have realtors, you're going to have appraisers, you're going to have, you're going to have a buyer, you're going to have a seller. There's always going to be something, right? right? There's too many moving parts for everything to go absolutely perfect all the time. Yep. What I teach people is how to mitigate your risk the best you possibly could. How to do your due diligence and mitigate that risk. But don't be scared to screw things up, right? That's the biggest thing. People don't get started because they're scared that they, they, Imperfect is better than not starting, right? And that's what everyone looks for. They look for, you know, everything to be perfect rather than rather than just getting started. Right. Analysis paralysis. They, they dive in and then it's like, ah, uh, you know, and then years go by and it's like you never bought anything, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. They just don't get started. They just, yeah. they, they're, they're too busy. Um, they're too busy preparing yep. for, the, for, for nothing, right? right? Or they're professional students or they're, they, they're the, um, the VIP event goers. They go to every event there is and they're like, they're crushing it, right? We're right, right. They're crushing it. really good. It. <laughs> I'm on Facebook. Look at me, I'm on Facebook. I'm crushing it. Yep. At every event there is, but you see them at every event, they're still in the same boat they were last year. Yep. I'm embarrassed because I've been to so many of those events, but like I, I am buying stuff, I promise. <laughs> oh, I know you, I know you. But, it's good to go, like to learn. It's great to go and learn, a great and go and network, but you got to take it. The bottom line is you got to take action. You can't be scared to fail um, right. because if anything... You, you probably can't script that bad unless you really don't do any due diligence and you're going to learn from it. And it's better. It's the best education you can get. I like that. Dan, you've given so much advice. Um, and I've got, I got to ask for a personal favor. So I, I want the advice for me now. So I set the goal of building a hundred millionaires over the next five years. So I want to, and I know you're already, you've probably already done this. You've already uh, experienced what it's like to want to do this. What advice would you give me if I'm looking to build 100 millionaires, teach people how to build wealth, like 100 millionaires over the next five years, what advice would you give me? Um, teach content. Content is everything. You're doing it with this podcast. Because if you if you give content rather than you sell people, like I have a lot of students, right? They come to me. Um, they buy our online trainings. And I don't go out there and I don't sell, 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 sell. I just completely right. give a ton of content on my pages, on my YouTube page. Um, now we're, we're building that up. I, I just told you before – Look, we're getting ready. We got the mic going. We're getting ready to start our podcast now. So <laughs> it's content, right? Because if you give content, then people will follow you and they'll see you as the expert rather than you telling them the expert. Right. Okay. And then when you have something to offer them, they're going to want to jump in. They're going to want to be part of your tribe. Nobody's going to want to miss out on being part of your tribe because you've proven right. that you've done the work. Too many people out there, especially now, they're not doing the work and they just want to educate people. Or they've done a couple of deals and they want to be coaches, right? Um, and that's not the way it works. You just you got to give a tremendous amount of content to people. Because yep. people don't know you. They got to learn to trust you. They got to learn this. They have to see that you, you, you walk the walk, not just talk to talk. Right. Um, so that's, that's the biggest thing. Start your own tribe, start your own group, but provide a ton of content for free. And then anytime you, and, and here's the other thing I would never, ever, ever. And I'm recommending this. Don't ever mentor somebody for free. Right. We're doing the, I did this for years. Right. I felt guilty. That was my own, that was my own limited beliefs, right? I didn't believe that I had enough, I didn't, I didn't have enough knowledge to actually charge somebody, yep. but it's not a charge, it's an investment. And if they don't invest in this, yep. and I see it all the time, all right? I'm involved in an affiliate program now on social media. Um, I put it out there. You can get it for free. Yep. People jump in, they get it for free, they don't do anything. 
people that, that, that jump in, the mindset is different. People that jump in and pay the $200 to go right to the Platinum Pro, most of them do stuff, right? Because it's 200 bucks, not a lot of money, but most of them making $1,500, $2,000 in a couple of weeks, right? right? So you see it right away. And and 20%, I have the numbers. I'm a numbers guy. So I see the KPS, 20% of the people do something. So I used to mentor people all the time for free years ago, yeah. years ago, back in like 2006, seven for free all the time. I felt bad. I was part of a RIA group. I helped them out. I had 0% success ratio and I had a mentor, right? And I was paying my mentor a lot of money. So I invested right. in myself and I believed in myself enough to invest in myself. And he, he kind of threw me for a loop. He almost hit me upside the head with a, you know, almost hit me upside the head with reality. And he hit me and he said, why are you doing that? And I said, well, one, who's going to pay for my knowledge? And he says, if you have a little bit more knowledge than somebody else, they value, they're going to pay for it. And he goes, let me ask you this. Do you got a lot of people asking you for free help? I said, of course. He goes, so you want to work with somebody that doesn't value you or value themselves anything other than free. And I thought about that. And he's right. And he says, he says, you're doing the service because the people that would pay you will take action and help themselves. So you want to make somebody a millionaire? They're not going to become a millionaire unless they invest in themselves because then they're going to hold themselves accountable. If you do it for free, they're not going to hold themselves accountable. They never will. Right. Your success rate might be, might be maybe 1% of the people you come. Now, anyone, yeah. anyone who has paid us for mentorship, not the online trainings, anyone who's paid us for one-on-one, and I don't do one-on-one coaching other than to raise private money. Yep. I do group. Now I do a group mentorship. It's a lot better. But yep. anyone who's paid me for one-on-one coaching, has always had some kind of success. There hasn't been a failure yet. Not one in all those years. Now it's different levels, but they've all done well, done well enough that it's been a success because they invest in themselves. It's not easy. People think it's easy. Get rich quick. It's not. But when people invest in themselves, you know, they value themselves. It's not even they, they pay to play. It's they value themselves. Right. Because it's like, I'm worth it. I'm not worth free. I'm worth more than free. I don't want right. somebody who's only one to work with me for free. That's useful. Right. right. And I won't, I have two, I pay six figures a year for mentorship. So right. um, your mentor should always have a mentor. And the other thing is you should also do your background checks on that mentor. Make sure that mentor is doing what they say they do. Right. Do your basic background checks on them. Check, check. It's easy to check people out these days. I mean, yep. I'm watching some of these people that are mentoring others and I'm like, how in the world would anyone be, done? be with yeah. them? You just do some basic research on them. You're going to see that they have an arrest record. They have judgments against them. The bankruptcies, I'm okay with if they don't, you know, if they have bankruptcies, because I like to see people fall down and get back up. I like to see people fall down, but I like to see how they get back up when they, that's why I want to learn from people that have hit rock bottom, right? Right. I've been fortunate enough we haven't hit that, and I hope I never do, but mm-hmm. I don't look bad on that, but I look bad on intent. You know, if, you, if you're sitting there not paying your bills constantly, and you're going to talk about how much money you have, if you haven't paid your private lenders back, but you're going to talk, have mentorship groups on how to raise money, that kind of stuff. Um, it's very easy to find out. So Absolutely. that's in a, in, in a long answer for a sh- something that should have been short. It's really content and don't, yep. don't mentor people for free. Give out a ton of free content, but anyone you're going to mentor, you're going to put your time in because if you don't value your time, why should I value it? Like if right. your time is worth nothing and really wh- why would I value it? And I so, look at it like this. I have so many hours in a day, right? I, I, Back to the whole vision thing, right? I don't want to be a hypocrite. Back yeah. to the whole vision thing. I have my life. I don't want to steal time away from my life, from my vision. And I only have a certain amount of hours in a day. It's 24 hours in a day. Let's say, I, and I don't, I'm always going to say four hours because I'm grinding. No, I'm getting <laughs> my eight hours of sleep, right? 
And yeah. I'm getting up and I'm having coffee with my wife in the morning. And That's I, right. I, other than me being quarantined, I'm going to the gym for an hour and a half to two hours. Yep. Okay. And then I'm maybe meeting meeting an investor or meeting a friend for lunch. And yep. then I'm coming home and my kids come home from school at three or I'm going to their my daughter's field hockey game or lacrosse game at yep. three. Then we're coming home for dinner and then we're walk, hanging out at night, going for a walk or having having wine or meeting with friends at night. So what, do you want, who am I stealing time from? Am I going to steal it from my my kids? Am I going to steal from my wife? Am I going to steal from not going to my kid's game to, to hang out with you for free because you right. don't value your time or you don't right. value me? So think like that. And now I get pissed when people, like, they want me to steal time from, you know? So, yeah. and it kind of, here's the thing. If you say to people that want free help, yeah. no, those are the same people who will never, never take action anyway. So you just, you just saved yourself a bunch of time. Right. You really did. And now you opened up your time for what your vision is to help and I love helping people. I love it. But I love helping those who want to help themselves. If they don't want to help themselves, and I have proof after proof after proof after proof of, of people I help for free that never do anything. I can literally give you the roadmap. The same roadmap as somebody pays for my full coaching, I can literally do the same thing. Two different people, right? Like this. Yep. The person that gets for free will do absolutely nothing. It never fails because it's going to get tough. And the minute it gets tough, they quit. Every single one of them is going to quit. Right. Let me ask you this. Does, does this business ever not get tough? No. <laughs> I mean, that's why I don't know. HDTV doesn't talk about that. No, they give us 30 minutes of, oh, shit, things didn't work out. Hey, guess what? We figured it out. <laughs> it just, it's, it, there's never a time. There's never a, a project, one project. There's yeah. never one that doesn't have something, doesn't have something. And the minute that oh. something comes up and somebody's in this business for free or has no skin in the game, yeah. they're out. They're on to the next thing. It's, I've seen it too many times. So yeah. I just say, I just save my headache and my time and I just don't even deal with it. You're almost saying that the best way to qualify is to put up that call. It's just like a lender. Like a lender says, Hey, we want 20% down just to see if you're serious. Make sure you have skin in the game and make sure that there's that qualifying piece so that they're not wasting your time. Right. Exactly. Well, if they don't have skin in the game, when the roof blows off, they're just going to walk. Why would they say? They walk away. Right? Well, the market turns upside down and they're on the water in the house. Why would they stay? They just walk away. Right. Right. That's yeah. what they did. That's what they did. And that's what, and it's, it's not, I hate to say it's funny, but it's happening now. All these, all these right. RIA, I call them the RIA lenders, right? These, these, this guy, Joe, that shows up at a RIA and he has $50,000 and he doesn't know what to do. He wants to get involved in real estate investing and it's too tough. Yep. So all the yokel at the RIA comes up to him and says, Hey Joe, I'll, I'll use your money at, you know, 8%. Yep. No problem. All right, great. He, he hands you the money at 8%. You give him the money. He never does any documentation, never records a mortgage. Yep. Joe doesn't know how to do any due diligence on the deal. Turns around, the market shifts right now. He can't sell the project. It's like, I'm out of here. You can have, nope. take the house if you want it, but you don't even have a mortgage recorded, so you can't even foreclose. It's just, yep. I'm seeing it happen a lot now. It's right. crazy what's happening. So I've, I've talked about these these RIA, these RIA lenders are going to be out of the game here soon because yep. they're all starting to get burnt, and it hasn't even happened yet. It's going to happen in waves coming soon. Yeah, absolutely. And, and with lenders like you, people who are holding notes and, and creating the mortgages, you're giving them first, second mortgages, depending on how much they're bringing to the deal, right? And mm -hmm. they have that protection, right? So working with, with you and your company, um, is it helps to work with someone who's moral, ethical, and has something to lose, right? Where you have a reputation. Yeah. So having this reputation, lending with you, they know, you know what, if Dan goes down, everybody's going down. So I'd rather put myself with somebody who's I uh, got a consistent record of always, you know, handling his business and, and taking care of his debts, right. as opposed to, you know, the random person coming into the RIA saying, 
hey, you know what? You got money. I got a problem. Let, let's solve each other's issues. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's and that's that's the problem. I mean, it's there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of issues that's going on out there. Yeah. Um, and this is a this is a business where, you know, 10, 20 percent of people are really ethical and really good and do good business like any business. Twenty percent make eighty percent of the money. And unfortunately, this is a business where there's no barrier to entry, really. You could just walk in and become a wholesaler, right? Yep. And, 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 or you could become what you think is a flipper, right? a part-time flipper because you watch HGTV. Yep. And it's, it's funny, but it's, it's true. If you go to any <laughs> meetings, that's what you see. It's right. These guys get in because they watch HGTV. They don't understand. They're real, you know, oh, learn on YouTube how to do this. Don't pay for a mentor. Learn on YouTube. Right. Right. I like are you serious? You're going to go to somebody and ask them to, to invest $100,000, take all the risk on your deal, but yep. you have no experience on rehabbing, you have no experience on buying, no experience on selling, no experience on the code, no experience on inspections, and some Joe from the local RIA is going to take all the risk, and he's going to get himself 8%, 10% of his money, but yep. he's taking on all the risk, and because you, you're not willing to invest in your business, I see the same thing. Like, at, you know, file an LLC, don't go to an attorney, you can do it yourself. Are you nuts? Are you actually nuts? I have done it and I regretted it. <laughs> but for years I regretted it. So Well, I'll tell you this. Until you go to court one time and I've seen it because I I'm in court a lot because we foreclose on we buy non performing notes. We have to foreclose. Yeah. I'm in court and I've seen it multiple times where attorneys have pierced people's LLCs. Yep. And come after them personally. Because if you file an LLC and you don't have the operating agreement correct, if you don't have your minutes correct, if the stock yep. shares aren't done correctly, they yep. pierce your LLC. It's useless to have one. Right. So when you go to these companies and I'm not going to mention companies, but you, you go to these companies out there and you just file because it's cheaper. Right. You do an LLC that way. Well, you're not treating this like a business when you're raising capital and you don't have your legal docs in hand, you're not treating it like a business and then you're not being taken serious. So my recommendation and by having a mentor, right, you can learn how to take this business serious, what you need to set up in this business, how to raise money the right way, right. how to give legal docs the right way, how to form an LLC, the right, like who to call for an LLC. Yes. You're not going to your local online $199 LLC and you don't right. have your corporate books in order because if you don't do your corporate books right, you're, you're going to lose. Don't go to your local um, H&R Block, and I probably shouldn't say the name, but yeah. go your local, <laughs> I don't want to get sued by these companies. Don't get your, right. go to your local down the block uh, tax advisor to, to put your information in a computer and do your tax returns. But you're, you're a real estate investor and there's a lot of write-offs you're probably missing because you're not working with, you don't want to pay a CPA to do your tax returns. Right. Have a professional team, and that's the important. You know, be taken serious. Have a professional team out there. Yeah, I like that, Dan. That's that's some solid advice, man. What, what you're putting down is um, is just principles of the business, right? Mm -hmm. Build a team. Make sure that you're moral, ethical. Know your why. Don't kill yourself. I, I love like you're you're like don't grind, right? Do it the right way. Float on the cloud. Know your vision and let your vision pull you. And people will be interested in working with your business. Raising private capital, one of the, the elements that I, I see with people when they're raising capital, I, I raise private capital, but the issue is, like, I did not raise private capital before I put my own money into a deal, right? I did my own deals, and then you can raise private capital. What do you say to new investors who've never invested before and are considering raising capital? Do you still encourage the capital raise? And, and if so, what, um, what protections do you put in place to make sure that they're not losing somebody else's money? Well, that's a great question because a lot of a lot of my students come to me and they say, "Well, I want to do this, but I don't have any experience. I don't have any money." And you do. You do. I always tell them you do have experience and you do have yeah. money. And I'll tell you why, because 
you're only investing in a market because you did your due diligence on that market, right? Wherever you are, because you're not going to just start going to raise private money in a market that you don't believe in, right? So you should have done your due diligence in a market. So you have a team. Your team could be your realtors, your contractors, your attorneys, your property managers, your project managers, your title companies, whoever it might be. And if you don't have your own money, I'll tell you this, and I don't, I don't know what groups you're in, but I could tell you, and I do this every single time I'm on a call or I speak at an event. If I'm speaking at an event, I do the same thing. I said, listen, if, if, if I came to you right now, Guitar, and I said, listen, Guitar, I don't have money, but I'm going to go out and I'm, what I can do is I, I'm a hustler. I'm going to do what it takes to find a deal. If I find a deal that makes sense, will you mentor me on the deal? I don't even want, I don't even need to make any money on it or pay me 10%. Would you mentor me on this deal? I'll bring the deal for you. Does it make sense? Would you do that? Right. Oh, yeah. In the beginning when I had nothing to do? Yes, absolutely. Well, every, but every investor, I would do that now. If you brought value, the difference is nobody brings value. Right. You know, like they have the whiff them. What can, what's in it for me attitude, right? Yeah. So I always tell people, there's a million. They didn't have Yeah. They didn't have this. They didn't have podcasts and they didn't have webinars and they didn't have events online. When I, I grew up. They had like three speakers, like Colin Sheets, Russ Whitney. I mean, uh, Russ Whit uh, Whitney and uh, like Robert Allen. What are three yeah. events I went to? And then you bought like a CD course and you went home and you listened. There was no mentorship at all right. back then. There was now you can go on YouTube, you can go on Facebook. Every there's four thousand, you know, webinars like we're doing podcasts. You could yeah. just listen and learn, and you can go to all these meetup groups and all these RIA groups and all these events, and you could just meet people and say, "Listen, I'm new." I don't have any money, but I need help. What I, what my genius zone is, is I can hustle. I'll go knock on doors. I'll make phone calls. I'll find deals. But my problem is I don't have money. Can I meant, can I work with somebody and bring value to you? Can I bring you deals? And right. everybody, every investor in the world will say yes. Cause that's all investors want is deals, right? Oh, make it rain. So, Let's go. <laughs> exactly. I bring you a deal. Are you going to work with me? Right. You're going to work with me. Sure. Of course. Or you're going to, you're going to, if you're good at finding money, I'm good at finding deals. We have a partnership. Don't yeah. we? Absolutely. All right. We have a partnership. Yeah, now. So, so that's people got to think a little bit outside the box. They don't know how to bring value. They're always asking what, what, what's in it for me rather than what can I do for you? How do I serve you? And when you do, like when I run my, my our prosperity group that we're going to be starting our next one in June, when we run that, it's prosperity. 15. Yeah. It's, it's, it's prosperity in a circle. We, yeah. we cap it. We're going to cap it at 15 people max. Like we did in our last group. Yeah. And it's how can we serve you at a higher level? That's really what it comes down to. How can everyone serve each other at a higher level, right? It's not, what can you do for me? It's how can I serve you at a higher level? So you get in, you're in a hot seat, you talk about what your issues are and 15 people are in groups. So 14 people are, are holding you accountable to your vision and your goals. And how can we help you? What can we do to help you? Right. Yep. And it's not, what can you do to help us? And maybe there's a way that we can do something together in the future, but let us help you. You might need have a need that I know somebody that I can connect you or I have experience and I can help you get there. And that's what you're not going to find that from free events. You just won't. It's just not going to find the right mindset people there. So you need to change your audience. You need to change who you hang out with. You want to try to be the dumbest person in the room at all times. Um, that's my goal. It's not too hard for me. Hey, I'm feeling it right now. So we're good. <laughs> no, no, that's my goal. I I'm in the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But that's the goal is you always try to be, be, go in rooms where you're the dumbest in the room and you're challenged, right? You don't want to be in rooms where you're the smartest all the time. And, and you know, you don't, you, cause that all that does is help you read. That's just for your ego. But if you're not challenging yourself and that's how you grind, that's how I call grinding. That's grinding, right? Challenge yeah. yourself to be the best version of you you could be. And yeah. that's what it's about. That's at a deeper level than most people ever, ever understand because they're always chasing the dollar 
they're not chasing that prosperity that we're talking about. Prosperity. I love it, Dan. How can somebody, if they wanted to mentor with you, how could they get into your program? How can they find out more about you? I know I, I grabbed you on Facebook uh, from actually one of my other students said, you got to talk to this guy, Dan, he is killing it. And oh, wow. um, they were absolutely right. You were, you're just a phenomenal, uh, just a, an inspiration, somebody who's um, connected to the universe. That's what you are, Dan, right? You're, you're, you're in the line of prosperity and flow. How do people who want abundance, who want to move in that same direction, get in touch with you? Well, we, we definitely, we're a little different than everyone else. We, we're, we're really picky on who we allow into our, our network, our, but we have a free group so they can join our free group. Um, unfortunately, if they try to hit me at my personal name, it's we're capped at 5,000 friends. So we constantly have to delete people, let people in. But unfortunately, Facebook has that rule, but you can go to our free group. It's become a real estate investor with Dan Zatowski. Just answer the three questions to get in. They're easy questions. Uh, once again, we want people that are going to provide content in the group, not not come and take. Uh, so that's a free group. Become a real estate investor with Dan Zatofsky. They can they can jump into our YouTube uh, page. There's some free stuff there. Uh, that's on the Zatofsky Capital Management. Um, and I, I give this away, so I'll give it away to your group too. It's obviously it's it's free. We do a um, like an, a cheat sheet I wrote up. They yep. can get that by going to PassiveWealthAcademy.com forward slash 42k so passivewealthacademy.com forward slash 42k um and it's this is all free stuff i'm giving them and nice. if if they want to have a conversation with me in the group you know hit me up message me uh we can have a conversation we can see if they're a fit for the next uh the next uh group training we're doing that's going to be launching here we're gonna we're, we're actually speaking to people now but i think we're launching it in june it changed a little bit because of the whole coronavirus we were looking to do our our, uh, we do like three uh, get-togethers a year, retreats a year um, in person. And then we do a monthly call, a one-on-one call and group calls. So we wanted to start that. We want to start that earlier, but this whole thing screwed us up, the plan up. So we're, we're making some changes to it. And we pushed it off a little bit, hoping things open up and we can get together in person. If not, we'll do it online. Yep. <clears throat> but they can get some free information. All, all three of those spots are free information. Yeah, more than happy to hit me there. And if anyone needs any other information from me, I, I can give them, you know, videos or, or whatever they need to help them out. But yeah. I put a lot of stuff. I started my marketing team started moving a lot of stuff over to uh, YouTube. Yeah, and we are going to be starting. They can get our book too, the Pass Up the Prosperous book. There's a lot of information there, um, and we will have our podcast hopefully launch within two months. So they can keep an eye out. Nice. That's going to be called same thing, Pass Up the Prosperous podcast. I love it. I love it. Dan, I, I love it. We'll get you on there. So. Oh, I, it would be an honor, my friend. <laughs> I love to have you on that. Dude, I love listening to your, your mission, your vision. I see you executing it. It's like, yes, you're not grinding, but you're, you're definitely moving in a direction with so much energy behind you that like, you can't help but help people. Like it's just, it's it, the byproduct is money, but you can't help but help people. It's just, it's pulling you forward. Um, I, I really there's do. any way I can support you, I'm, I'm going to do it, right? I love what you're doing. Uh, I, I'm definitely here to, to maintain and push this in any way I can. Uh, as soon as you get links, send them my way. I'm going to have this podcast up probably in about a month. But on Facebook today, I'll, I'll make sure this is up. YouTube today, this will be up. Um, and Dan, honestly, if there's if there's any piece of advice you'd give somebody who is, say, in their 20s, 30s, you can go back to young Dan and say, hey, look, do this. What piece of advice would you give yourself going back? Stop selling your properties. Stop selling them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. My biggest regrets are the ones I let go to. <laughs> because, because I'm talking about I have, a, I have a 600 now, but I've done close to 3,000 deals in my life. So 
take a couple hundred dollars times 3,000. Oh, yeah. It's a game changer. It, I'm not upset where I'm at now, but if I would have realized a lot earlier in my life, things yeah. would have been better a lot earlier. They're great now, and I'm, I'm blessed. But yeah. if, if, you know, I teach this thing, same thing to my kids. If you could start early, you know, look at building, look, look at building um, infinite wealth. Yep. Look at building a legacy, you know, flipping properties and wholesaling does not build, you know, there, there's times that you flip times that you wholesale if they don't economically make sense to keep, but right. start focusing on what your actual goals are. Meet your vision. If your vision is you want time, well then make sure your actions don't go this way. Make sure you align your vision and your action are aligned like this. And if I could change it all over again, there's so many properties I wouldn't have sold. And, uh, <laughs> but you know, we're, we're, we're out now we're, we're blessed to be where we're at now, but that's my change. That's what I would have done, you know, 29 years ago. I would have, I would have looked to keep everything. So. Absolutely. That is great advice. And I, I love how you, everything about what you do is you found a way to make somebody money, right? Raising private capital, you're making them money. You're uh, making your contractors money. Your tenants are happy. You're saving them money by putting them in better quality housing. Like there's so many levels to what you're doing that everybody you touch is actually, it's prosperous, right? You're just, you know, the mission of prosperous, uh, prosperity. So uh, Dan, I've learned so much from you today. Uh, I appreciate your time and I will be in touch with you. Um, and definitely when you're ready to do the podcast, man, I, I'm 100% there. I appreciate you, brother. Awesome. I have your story on that. Thank Thanks, Guitar. I appreciate, I appreciate you. And it's great being on. Thank you. If you need anything, you. let me know. What is it? If you need anything, let me know. Then I will. I know you're a giver. I know I can get it from you. So <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to give to, uh, to receive. So thank you, my friend. Cheers. You too. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye.